0: Welcome, everyone, to One Colon of Fantasy Football Podcast. Part of the fake team's podcast channel. I am your humble host, card-carrying member of the Taysom Hill is Not a Franchise Quarterback Club, and already ordered a Cam Newton Patriots jersey, Pete Rogers. And I am joined by some of the guys... We have resident old man, the duck father and recovering Texans fan Clark Barnes and ginger crazy hair, but he threw a hat on it. So it's now covered political wildcard and thinks your favorite team is run by donkeys. Nick Bodiford. guys, how are we doing today? Doing
1: great, Pete. Good, Pete. How are you doing?
0: I am good, Nick. Normally, I like to fill the opening of the show with pleasantries and with, you know, idle banter, but there is no time for that. Because, I mean, play the music. Victory lap for the RB1 podcast. Cam Newton is officially a New England Patriot. Let's hear it. Yeah, we got to celebrate. Come on, though, we got to celebrate. Yeah, we got to
1: celebrate. Everybody
0: celebrate. Uh, Yeah, that was the highlight, easily, of my weekend. Uh, Cam Newton signed a one-year deal, incentive-laden for all of those uh, cap People out there who are thinking that, oh my God, how did the Patriots make this move? Well, it's because Bill Belichick is an evil genius, and the rest of the NFL is a bunch of uh, noobs who decided, hey, let's let this uh, you know previous MVP quarterback just like sit out there on the open market. Uh, and Jordan's not here with us, but I, he had one of the best tweets about it. Basically, that the Bears he reminded everyone to the fact that the Bears traded uh, for in order to pay Nick Foles twenty million dollars guaranteed. So. Well done, Chicago, as always. Uh, this won't be too long of a podcast. We're hoping to keep it kind of short. We're just going to talk Cam Newton. We're going to talk the fact that Cam is now a New England Patriot, what that means for him fantasy-wise, what, he, what his addition to New England bolsters, who that helps in terms of fantasy, who that harms in terms of fantasy. Uh, Clark, let's start with you. You are someone who uh, is thrilled anytime the Patriots are are, are benefited. Uh, what is your feeling on Cam Newton and the Patriots now that now that they are one and the same?
2: So I think it's super interesting. The Patriots have a history of taking players who uh, were colorful, we'll say, and were cast as problem children on their teams. And it turns out they were problem children. Turns out uh, maybe Randy Moss just didn't want to play in Oakland. So I think this is going to be super interesting. I think uh, Cam Newton is... Probably not the most polished passer. Maybe not the most polished
3: quarterback. But when you watch him play, he's obviously a fantastic quarterback. And to see him with the Patriots, who are pretty good at taking what they have and making a fantastic menu out of it either way, uh, it's really exciting. I did not want to see the Patriots go down in flames with Jared Stidham. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited that Cam Newton found a good team to play for. And, yeah, it's exciting.
0: And not just a good team, but also like a a great coach. Like I just, I'm very excited to watch what Cam Newton will do with Bill Belichick and with Josh McDaniels, because I think that there's going to be, I think we're going to see a lot of, and obviously an offense catered to Cam, but I saw this on, on Twitter, basically like someone was advocating for trying to build the Ravens offense, but with, but in New England with Cam and, and the fact that. Obviously, Lamar and Cam are different runners, but they're still both very athletic and obviously able to, to extend plays and run, make plays outside of the pocket and run the football on design runs. And then can you kind of align Patriots receivers into a similar role? Nick, what is your feeling of like both Cam in New England and maybe what this offense could possibly look like?
1: Well, I, I think what's so cool is that we introduced the the listeners to this idea that Cam Newton would be a New England Patriot uh, a month before he was cut by the Panthers. That was episode number one sixty seven. I think <laughs> I think it was me that brought this up. Making um, dropping at, fucking so, receipts. <laughs> <laughs> so the fantasy football guys were inspiring this, day. but um, anyway, uh, this is going to be so. Bringing cool um, hat, hat tip to Warren sharp on his podcast around the, uh, the post draft time where he kind of hinted that the moves that the Patriots were making were much more of a cam Newton oriented, like uh, for a quarterback who wants to rush. And I've seen some stuff. I'm not terribly familiar with Jared Stidham. I have seen some stuff that indicate that he was <laughs> a, he has been a good scrambling quarterback move. in the preseason. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Like it it almost seems to, to me, like Stidham is the RG three to Cam's Lamar kind of a thing. Um, Like, you know, probably a poor man's version. Um, But anyway, I I think that one thing we talked about on that, that, that episode, Pete, that was like a a you and me episode um, was that, that Belichick has always wanted a quarterback who can move. And he really hasn't had that. Like, I mean, it was Bledsoe before. Brady and so I think he he's I, I have to imagine he has been sitting there for years trying to scheme up defenses against mobile quarterbacks and just he must have a million ideas and I guess like you know we don't need to just pat him on the back too much here but like no 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 I, no, no, no please please let's dedicate the rest of the podcast
0: to complimenting how great Bill Belichick is at his job well okay, I am here so, for this so, podcast
1: So another thing that that Sharp brought, like, everybody just go check out Warren Sharp's uh, Twitter timeline because he's just done excellent work blasting facts about this. Uh, But he immediately started going to Josh McDaniel's uh, time with Tim Tebow. And, like, I mean, if we're going to talk, like, poor man's versions of XYZ, Tebow is the poor man's version of of Cam Newton. And if they're able to get anything going uh, in the the same manner with Cam Newton that they had going with Tebow, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so much fun to watch. Let's not forget the Tim Tebow,
0: Josh McDaniels, uh, Denver Broncos beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC wildcard game. So they have playoff success under their belts for all of those who are like, well, what did Tim Tebow do under Josh McDaniels? Well, they won a goddamn playoff game. Uh, Yeah, you're right, Nick. He is, Belichick loves to, has always wanted a, a mobile quarterback because especially in today's offense, like Brady's immobility, limited the Patriots from what they could do from all of these creative moving pieces, RPOs, like triple read options, all that kind of stuff was completely taken off the table because I don't know if you know this, Clark, but if Tom Brady fakes a handoff and looks like he's about to run, defenses will say, go ahead, please walk, walk, walk your five yards before we wallop you with a big old hit.
2: Man, Peyton Manning once faked out the entire Cowboys roster and uh, (laughs) wheeled his way into the end zone on that. This is true. This is true. Uh, So I'll I'll be a
3: bit of a contrarian here in that I hope that the Patriots don't try to build a Ravens esque offense with Cam Newton. I think uh, design runs for a quarterback are kind of thumbing your nose at middle linebackers in the NFL who are 260 pounds and fly. I think. A quarterback being able to run is fantastic, and that quarterbacks who can run have an amazing advantage over those who can't. But relying on that is a young man's game, and Cam Newton is not young. So I hope that they try to do more traditional kind of mobile quarterback stuff, uh, a la Cal Shanahan bootlegs, rollouts, and things like that, where someone like Cam, if he gets the opportunity, can absolutely murder a team who doesn't give him credit. But uh, someone who's had the injury history that Cam's had for the past couple of years, I'm not real excited about him trying to do the zone read play like seven or eight times a game. And he's a good enough quarterback and a smart enough quarterback to not have to do that. You know, Josh Allen needs to run. Cam Newton's been around. he's pretty, seems pretty savvy and seems pretty smart. I think him playing quarterback and being able to run if he needs to would be a better option.
1: Yeah, something I just thought of was – one thing that Brady has been sort of uh, funnily uh, known for is his QB sneaks. And we talked uh, during the season last year um, about how efficient quarterback sneaks are. There, it, there isn't a a higher percentage uh, first down conversion play than a quarterback sneak. It's, it's something like it converts like 78% of the time. It's, it's the most efficient thing that you can possibly do. And uh, so to, to your point, Clark, if he, if they do just dial back uh, Cam Newton's like open field running and just like spam quarterback runs <laughs> where they get in short yardage, like just only do the, like, okay, we'll have him fall forward. I mean, they're the same height, right? Like he's six, five or whatever. Yeah. So it's, you're still getting that like two yards by just falling forward. And, but now it's 250 pounds.
0: It's and, and, and not only that, but like also the third, like Brady Woods. Brady would get that snap and then just like become a, like just fall and be like, but don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Whereas like cam is going to like be pushing his legs the entire time. And if I, you don't tackle him, you're I going to these
2: words are about to come out of my yes! mouth. But Clark's
0: about to say Tom Brady's an athlete.
2: <laughs> we have to give Tom Brady credit because the quarterback sneak isn't taking the ball and running up your center's ass. Like he was really good at finding the little gap of yeah. where to go. And th- Lots of guys
3: can do that, but lots of guys can't. I've been going back and watching Nick, your Cardinals, on Game Pass. uh, So some interesting Kyler Murray takes if we want to get into that later. Uh, Sometimes quarterbacks do not understand what the sneak is supposed to be. And Tom Brady was actually really good at that. Having said all of that, I will take Cam Newton doing that play instead because he is also a giant and much more athletic. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, let's talk a little fantasy though for cam. So, uh, when we were, we taught, we did a QB deep dive, uh, what was it like
2: four weeks ago now? Yeah. I'm just sad that I can't have a hot take for our QB show that Cam Newton's going to be quarterback one this year. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay.
0: Clark, you can, you can roll that out right here, right now. No. Put your name on that. Um, I I had said that on that show I my bold prediction was that Cam was going to be a top 25 quarterback despite the fact not having a, an actual team at the time. Is it too bold? And we'll start with you Nick. Is it too bold to say that Cam Newton is going to be a top 15 uh fantasy quarterback this year?
1: Uh no, I I think it's appropriately bold. Uh he still has to win the job and <laughs> Oh, we come, we no. need him no, <laughs> no no and what no and so what I'm saying what what I mean by that is just uh, my understanding is that he is healthy now, but I I don't know that right like I I, I don't have a uh, a good understanding of where the Liz Frank injury is in a healing process. From what I understand, the shoulder is is good to go and it has been good to go for a long time. Liz Franks are no joke though. We we like when I say that he has to win the job, I'm saying he, he has to be able to like physically go out there on the field. And to my understanding, okay. he, he now can, I don't think that he's going to be out. Nick's definition digerics, of winning you
0: know? the job is Cam Newton, can Cam Newton walk onto the field? If so, the job's his starting job. is yeah. his. If he
1: can't, and
0: then we then we have to worry.
1: Well, so maybe, maybe one of you guys can supply me with some information here. Cause I, I don't know what the status of his physical is. I do know that the biggest conundrum the biggest hindrance to him being signed was his health
2: yeah yeah i've seen him uh doing push-ups and working out on social media so he is clearly fine he's healthy he's ready to go
0: <laughs> pissed off healthy cam newton is ready and to. and thrive. he's
2: obviously reinvented himself he's in the best shape of his life uh lunch pail guy oh wait no i'm sorry that's the wrong i'm
0: so excited all of the crazy fans out there who are like oh the patriots dynasty is finally dead suck on
2: a block of soap baby nick you raise a good point in that if i can put some words in your mouth we are assuming that he will be healthy and the only thing that's been able to stop cam newton for the past three years was his health um we, we don't have any information and so i think we're optimistic that that he's yeah. going to come back but you raise a good point of uh he might not be 100 we don't we just don't know
0: What's a, what's a number that you guys are both feeling comfortable with in terms of cams, ultimate, like fantasy value as a quarterback. Clark, go ahead.
3: So, so yes, if you have to be be a top 15 quarterback. I mean, I hate to be the stats nerd here, but that means like half of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. So like,
2: I, I think it be, be a stats nerd. I hate like, to refer numbers, but, but like, I, I think top five is the bold take. And I think, I don't think that Cam could be top five because I don't think that the Patriots are going
3: to need him to do that. And I just hope that he doesn't rush enough to get himself into that category with all the young Russian quarterbacks we have, but like quarterback seven or eight on a team that is, has a killer defense. Like Cam is a good regular quarterback and can run. And the Patriots again, are, they're a smart team and so there's a lot of assumptions here assuming he's healthy assuming the patriots didn't just seem smart because of tom brady like i would not be at all surprised cam newton the seven or eight you know fantasy qb this year uh yeah i like i like that that
1: kind of boldness what what's his adp at right now
2: good question well in my only dynasty draft he went in the 11th round to me
3: Was that <laughs> you know, today excited about that take that everybody <laughs>
2: Nick, keep rambling. I'm looking up. That was a, in a well, superflex FFPC dynasty draft, he was available in the middle of the 11th round.
1: Okay, I, so I guess the thing is, he, he could basically become the most valuable uh, draft pick right now. Uh, it, it depends where his ADP goes, but basically like, what, 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 for quarterbacks, the whole point of drafting quarterbacks late is to get a quarterback one or some combination of quarterback ones that you can stream every week. And if right now he's not going as a quarterback one, then he's coming in as outrageous value. And just what I mean by quarterback one is just on a given week, you have someone you can plug in that gets you a top 12 score. And if he's not being drafted as that, then he's an outstanding value.
0: Yeah. So I don't think things have like fully caught up, but uh, I'm seeing anywhere between 29 QB 29 and QB 25.
1: Yeah, draft him there. Hard, like oh hell yeah, leave the draft without
0: him. Yeah, um, I also think that it should be noted that this and and Nick, you were saying early in the show that this is like this offense is really built uh, in favor of what Cam can do and to take advantage of Cam. And so, uh, what I want to now talk about is who do you think is a player who Cam's addition to the Patriots actually helps in fantasy? And I'll start off with talking about my boy Nikhil Harry because. I obviously love me some Nikhil Harry. I was all about him last year and he didn't quite piece it all together, but I'm putting all that blame on Tom Brady because now in his sophomore season, he's about to break out. Um, What Cam, we've seen Cam uh, and I got to, I don't have the name on me to give him a shout out, but credit to uh, this guy on Twitter, whose name I'm blanking on. So please recognize the credit I'm giving you uh, is the fact that, Cam Newton took Kelvin Benjamin and uh, took Devin Funches and made them household names. And I think that he's going to do the same thing with Nikhil Harry, who's also a big physical receiver who can win at the catch point. And I think that you're going to see, but he also has the benefit of being a guy who can make plays after the catch. And so I think you're going to see kind of the best of both worlds with him. In this offense, where which is winning contested balls that Cam could throw, but also being able to take short throws and making the most out of them. So he's a guy who I think now suddenly is going to see a big uptick uh, in usage in this Patriots offense because of the fact that I think he pairs really well with Cam and what Cam likes to do. This is the kind
2: of fantasy choice that is really fun to think about and tough to pull the trigger on if the ADP is wrong. I think in Kill and Kill Harry is pretty much free in drafts. And we'll, we'll probably remain that, like even if things get out of hand with him, what seventh, eighth round cam, I think could creep up
3: into the like quarterback 10, 11. So Tom Brady, just looking at June ADP for uh, quarterbacks, we've got Tom Brady at 10, Carson Wentz at 11, Aaron Rodgers at 12. That's tough. But like then Matthew Stafford, Daniel Jones, I think that's where cam slides in kind of not exceedingly optimistically. But within N'Keele Harry, we're looking at someone who didn't really do much in their rookie year and is tall, and then a new quarterback is going to come in and make him look great. Maybe, but that's betting on two kind of odd things happening. I wonder what Cam's record with receivers who were good is, because we kind of see Cam lifting guys who, when they went elsewhere, were completely unable to perform. So maybe he can do that with Keel and I'll save my guy for
2: when you ask me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I I'm about think to launch into I, it and just cut Nick out. Sorry. Ah,
1: yeah. I, I think that Harry can be, uh, I think the signing of Cam Newton rescued the potential for Harry to have a good year. And I'm not really Bingo. willing to like, like be on board and be like, yeah, everybody go, needs to go draft him. But I think that he created a possibility that was probably not going to be there with, uh, Jared Stidham.
0: I think that's perfectly said. If you have him in Dynasty, like you are excited because you're like, yes. Nikhil Harry might give me some real return this year. If you're drafting in redrafts because you think that the 2020 NFL season is going to happen, uh, then I think it's not something where you need to be reaching for Harry. Maybe if you want to take a flyer on him in like one of the last few rounds, go ahead, but he's certainly a guy worth monitoring because you're right, Nick, he he now has more potential this year than he did uh, with Jared Stidham under center. Clark, why don't you,
2: I hear you might have someone to talk about. Why don't you just, uh, why don't you talk about it? I mean, this is, I think the most obvious one, the, the best wide receiver on the Patriots is Julian Edelman. And I think this completely revives his draft position as like a round five, round six wide receiver that could really surprise us. Uh, Cam Newton, not exactly a pinpoint passer, but he has made some players who, again, went on to do absolutely
3: nothing with other quarterbacks, uh, really star players. So I think Julian Edelman is completely revived by this and he's back on my target list.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you brought him up because I think that somebody had to just say sort of like the same thing where, yeah, uh, Edelman, he's back. He's a safe pick now. Um, But it it wasn't the guy that I wanted to focus on. Um, But yeah, go go draft Julian Edelman now. Don't be afraid.
0: He might be. Is he the best receiver Cam's ever played with?
2: Did Cam play with Steve Smith? I don't remember. It's, It's down to those two. I mean, yeah, for sure. Or, or Christian McCaffrey, right?
1: Yeah. You know, nice maybe Clark. DJ Moore,
2: but that's, I think DJ Moore will make, could has
0: has a good chance of like becoming the best, but I don't think that yeah. he played with, he played with Cam while
1: he was the best. No, I'm just, I'm just stoking the fires. <laughs> um, I, yeah. So I've just been, uh, or, or do, do we need to No, go ahead. Who's your guy? Uh, well, I was hoping to, to find a, a tight end. Um, cause it's so interesting because the Patriots, they brought on four rookie tight ends. Uh, I do think this is a, a hedging here. I do think Matt LaCoste is very underrated, but the guy that I want to focus on is James White. Uh, what we've seen is when Cam Newton has a pass catching back, he uses him in 2018. The leading receiver on the team was Christian McCaffrey. Now James White isn't Christian McCaffrey, but what, if you go back through, uh, just look at like their, their raw stats. When he had Fozzie Whitaker, he was not peppering the running backs with targets. When it was, you know, Jonathan Stewart uh, he, it, in the, like, 2016 uh, era, who was not peppering him with targets. Once he had someone who was able to catch the ball out of the backfield while still having, uh, you know, punches and, and, and Benjamin um, or DJ Moore on the outside, he, he, he loved it. So I think that sort of similarly, uh, this is basically the story, I guess, of, of the whole Patriots Uh skill position groups is, is they basically just went from shaky under or like ceilingless guys to now. Oh, okay. We actually can count on James white catching like 60 or 70 balls. And that might not have been the case. May, you know, I could, I could see myself going, okay, well, Jared Stidham, he's, he's, uh, he's inexperienced. Maybe he'll use White as the outlet pass. But if we get the, a former MVP who likes to throw to running backs, okay, I'll take that. Like that, that makes me feel way better about James White as a flex option in, you know, half point PBR, or full point PBR.
0: Yeah, I had to boost Nikhil Harry because he's my boy, but James White, I think is the guy who's the most impacted by this in a positive light is I, I just, I totally agree with you, Nick, is that we've seen Cam Newton love to throw the football to a good receiving back when he has one. And I, to me, the I think now James White, I was expecting a pretty big dip with Jared Stidham under center. I wouldn't be surprised if James White plays like James White with Tom Brady this year.
2: Yeah, I think that was that was the best Nick wins. Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. And before we go, let's do let's talk about a player whose you know fantasy value might be hurt by camp signing. Obviously, Jared Stidham for all those <laughs> Stidham stands who went out there. Um, I don't. The first guy who came to mind for me was Sony Michelle, and I think it's because of the fact that and we've talked about this at times for, for random parts, but Cam Newton, like we said, with the, with the short line goal, Cam Newton is a goal line back. Like that's, that is how he has been used. He will probably continue to be used that way uh, in new England because of the fact that he's, you know, can fall forward and score a touchdown and he's very hard to stop. I think that Sony Michelle, until we see the fact that he is going to be not only reliably getting you know, a lot of the carries in the middle of the field, but also can really produce. He hasn't quite shown the explosiveness or shiftiness that maybe people thought he was going to have coming out of Georgia to me with James white now re solidified as that pass catcher role. Sony Michelle to me was coming down as like, I just want this guy to score eight plus touchdowns. And then he's got fantasy value to me. And I'm not sold on that anymore. Given the fact that cam's going to be taking red zone carries away from Whatever back is back there. And I think that back is going to be Sony Michelle.
2: Yeah, it's always tough to tell. I think we're back to having huge question marks about who the Patriots running back of choice is going to be. I just, I, if I had to
3: pick one, I think for any PPR format, James White is going to be the man. Uh, spent a lot of draft capital on Sony Michelle, and Sony Michelle has looked so good in certain games. Uh, I, I can tell the story how Cam is a changed man and they are going to have a more traditional running back, but. Yeah, any any big quarterback who's going to vulture touchdowns at the goal line hurts. Who we think the odds-on regular running back is going to be?
1: Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on this one. Uh, the the guy most hurt is Sony Michel. Uh, I'm trying to find it from Sharp Football, but I think he, he was posting something about Cam Newton had the second most rushing touchdowns from like
2: 2015 to 2018
1: <laughs> behind <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. It was like, right? Is that right, Clark?
2: I, I yeah I saw something like that I don't know who did, who said it but yeah yeah. Cool.
1: yeah Lynch had like 58 and I think he had 54. Yeah. Uh, another thing we we haven't touched on here is is Sony Michelle he I didn't he, he just had a foot surgery I think within the last month he too. did yeah so he's what, gonna probably so, start
0: on the pup list anyways
1: yeah so that was already a, a, a red flag but now that they have like the greatest goal line back <laughs> in the, uh, the modern <laughs> the NFL last decade era, yeah we're, we're, he's in trouble there which I I will say I. I think final pick of your draft, you could do worse than Damian Harris. I think yeah. he's going to get some playing time. They spent a third round pick on him.
2: It fits the "I'll take the cheapest guy and cross my fingers" narrative, which has turned out to be
3: right for like eight of the nine years the Patriots have been in this situation.
0: Sony Michelle, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find where he's going right now, and it is show me. Oh, here he is. It's uh, it's low. RB. Yeah, RB thirty one. Well, that being said, RB thirty one. Here's at least so this is this is Fantasy Pros conglomerate of you know all kinds of different uh, uh, sites. This is this is standard scoring, so non PPR, which is where I think Sony Michelle has the best chance of actually being a fantasy viable running back. But he is going right behind Kareem Hunt, and he is going ahead of Darius guys, Keyshawn Vaughn, Jordan Howard, Carryon Johnson, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack. Philip Lindsay, Damian Williams, Tevin Coleman, and James White. Like that to me, that is the, all of those running backs I'd have over Sony Michelle, in my personal opinion.
2: Yeah. I, I yeah. Keyshawn I Vaughn. Know. I go ahead. I, I mean I'd say Marlon Darius Geis. And then that sounds about right. Otherwise, oh, that's I'd funny. Think. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere near Geis ever.
1: But been uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. uh no, no, I've always been off of him. Um, but so yeah, I mean, so Keyshawn Vaughn and I'm like, i really in, in these late rounds, I've really been enjoying taking uh, Matt Breida or Jordan Howard. I think <laughs> yes! like it's just they're gonna get ten to fifteen touches each, and that team is kind of good now. And like, I, I don't know, like just go get yourself this bet on one guy. of them because one yeah. of them is
0: going to be that backfield. I totally agree.
1: Yeah. Anywho. About, Clark, do you have a uh, do you have a
0: non Sony Michelle who's gonna who fantasy fantasy value got diminished by Cam?
3: No, because I think we were I was I was so down on what the Patriots were going to be this season that I was even out on getting Julian Edelman super late just because I thought they'd be so up and down yeah. with an unproven quarterback. I think this is just really a big positive for everybody. The pie gets bigger, and so everyone benefits. Yeah,
0: I am. Um, both as a as a Patriots fan, but also just as a, a football fan, like I am so excited for this. I have been on the Cam bandwagon ever since those workout videos came out, and he was looking hungry and fit. And I was like, "Yes, let's see this happen. Give me Cam Newton, baby. Let's ride!" And let's also see what kind of crazy uh, fur-lined jackets he's got for prepared for his post-game interviews in the North.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be fun watching the uh, the dynamic between Newton and uh, Belichick play out because Newton is a, a much like louder person than Belichick typically wants. You know, that being said, like Randy Moss, is loud as hell. Um so perhaps it, it's just not even gonna be a, a thing at all. But it will be the way that things play out will be really cool to watch.
0: Cool beans. Well, we said we wanted to keep it short and that's what we're here for. So, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. We are there. The Fate Teams podcast channel. That's where you can find us. Drop us a review. Give us five stars. If you have any fantasy questions, leave them in there and we'll make sure to answer them on the podcast. Or you can tweet them at us at RB1 Podcast. Follow, uh, you can follow myself at PM Rogers. Follow Clark at NFL Clark and Nick at Ginger underscore underscore Nick without a K. We will be back at you next week. Everyone wear your fucking masks so we can watch Cam Newton take over the NFL. Until then, peace!